Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Northern Tool and Equipment isn't just a store. It's a problem solver's paradise. Fully stocked with the right professional grade tools. And fully staffed with experts who have the right answers. Problem solved. Northern Tool and Equipment Summer Sale is on now. Stop in and save up to 50% on pressure washers, sprayers, generators, fans, lawn and garden equipment, and more. Hundreds of deals in-store or at northerntool.com. It is your instant match reaction for Brighton and Hove Albion nil. Everton 2, the Toffees going on the road and doing their job at what was a very tricky venue against a potentially very tricky team. And it's seven points from nine and a really good start to the season. Joining me today... Uh, Keith Tomlin and Rob Vera, who have both just sort of accidentally come on the show today. You know, everyone's quite happy. We're getting involved. Les Roberts is going to join us in a bit, but we thought we'd start off straight away. Um, just, just sort of saying there, Keith, before we started, that was just unerringly fine and comfortable and sound, wasn't it? A routine 2-0 win away from home for Everton. It's, it's almost unheard of, isn't it? <laughs> Like in, in a stadium as well, with like actual fans there. Yeah, and... yeah with actual people there as well, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, no, it was just like, I don't think at any point I didn't feel like we were going to win that game. We just, yeah. just, like, I know Brighton had a lot of the ball first half, but like, it was never really, never really under threat, was it? No, absolutely not. And I think... It... The way in which they saw it else later on, which, which of course we'll, we'll get on to. But Rob, how are you feeling after you're away on vacation at the moment? People will be able to see that you're uh, not in your usual place, but you're out on the west coast with a spectacular backdrop. Can you can you show our YouTube viewers where you are at the moment? Oh, we on YouTube. Oh man, I'm glad I uh, put my face on. Yeah, um, <laughs> I am in a little town in northern California called Mendocino, so probably about three hours north of. San Francisco, and it is absolutely gorgeous here. I have the I have the ocean as my backyard. I got uh, the last I was telling the, the boys the last couple of days. I've had seals sunbathing on the rocks behind me. It's uh, it's pretty pretty great. And then you add on top of that uh, 
a win like we had today. And uh, I mean, I can't imagine what kind of good mood I'm already in. Set up the weekend really, really well. And you've got the whole day now to enjoy it. And just, you know, because it's nine o'clock there, just, just basking in the Everton victory. And, and also joining yeah. us now is, is Les Roberts. Les, how are you feeling after that? Maybe just, just started off, uh, just sort of saying, just very routine uh, and very professional, wasn't it? It was. It was a pretty straightforward win, which I really was not expecting from today, uh, given the start Brighton have had. Uh, I think I expected a little bit more from them, but I mean, it's all credit to Everton, rather than like saying Brighton were rubbish. I think... Uh, just think they controlled the game pretty much from the off. Uh, nice to see. And obviously the one time a jib the chance to go down the South Coast, we can do well win, don't we? Unbelievable. I'm very jealous when he went down there today. You know, Saturday, oh, the back day, sun's shining. Got a, a long trip back to get on the ale on the coach, but um, just just absolutely marvellous. But before we get into the specifics of the game, just sort of want to speak about the, the start in general. You know, I think on Tuesday night, I was a little bit downbeat coming up the Grand, they played pretty pretty poorly, I thought. And you look at the squad and thinking, oh no, over the course of the season, that this might come and catch up with us. And it, it still might do. But I think all things considered, Keith, you know, when you you think about the fact that we've had key players coming back late, we've got key players injured. We had a, a, a lad down on the bench today with two goalkeepers on as well. Um, I think the, the manager and the players deserve a hell of a lot of credit, don't they, for the way in which they've gone about things in these, these early weeks of the season. And to, to be sat on, on seven points from nine, to be in the next round of the Cup, it's probably about as good, if not a bit better than anyone could have thought. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I'm, I'm still not quite ready to give them any credit, but I'm, I'd like, I don't, I, I'm not wishing bad things upon them at the moment. So it's it's progress. Um, I think what he, what he seems to have done with them is... He's just made it simple, hasn't he? He's just like, they're doing the simple things right. They're playing simple passes. They're not trying to do those little triangles inside their own box that get them into trouble and they have to launch the ball out. And, I mean, you can see the, the passing um, through the midfield at the moment is just like miles ahead of where it was last season. Um, they seem to be playing with a bit of purpose. And you see that in the first goal as well where um, Alan gets the ball and the first thing he does is he looks up and who's ahead of him, who can he give the ball to? And he play, to be fair, the ball in he plays to um, Gray pretty much means that the only thing Gray can do is run onto it and take it forward. He can't come back with it. He hasn't got to check back and see who's behind him. So little bits like that, it's positive football. Um, and I'm, I'm into it in a big way. It's, a, it's, it's direct, isn't it, Rob? But it's not just hoofing the ball forward direct. It, it, it's getting the ball and trying to play vertically and try and play through the lines and, and try and get at the opposition as, as quick as you, as you can. And I think, you know, it's it's been a while since I've seen us look that dangerous on the counter-attack as, as we were today, being able to move forward with people like Gray. Townsend in particular, I think in the last 10, 15 minutes, really came into his own and gave us an outlet going forward. You know, his stamina was fantastic. But we've got outlets now, haven't we? And we're playing direct football without it being negative, hard-to-watch football? Yeah, we. I think we all sort of understand fundamentally that it's better to have a lot of speed or a lot of pace in the side than to not have it. But I think what we're seeing right now is the practical effect of that, which is when you suddenly expand the, expand the size of the pitch, which is effectively what all of this uh, speed on the flank suddenly does for us, uh, then you open up more of those passing lanes and you're allowing... Uh, some of the midfielders that we have to, to, to really be at their best in regards to, you know, finding that, that final ball, finding 
uh, a past that we talked, we lamented so much about how it felt like the, <laughs> the, the midfield would get bypassed. We just have center halves kind of hoofing it up forward, hoping that something would come off. And, and this has been really refreshing. And you've seen uh, what difference having that kind of pace on the flanks has meant to guys like Allen and Corey and, and Alex Awobi. My goodness, I think Alex Awobi for me has easily been the biggest surprise uh, of the of the returning players for sure. So um, yeah, I, I'm 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 just I, I I think that when you consider how little we spent to make what feel like just commonsensical upgrades and improvements uh, as far as additions to certain traits that we didn't have before, uh, at least so far. And, and again, you can only play the, the schedule that's in front of you. Uh, it's paying big dividends. Uh, now, this is all still a bit of ways, but you add, if you find a way somehow to add Luis Diaz to this, to this mix, suddenly we're talking about a side who was one of the slowest uh, in the Premier League, potentially becoming uh, one of the most fleet of foot, uh, but not just speed for speed sake, speed that seems to be productive and finding ways to utilize skill with that speed to, to actually contribute meaningfully to the attack. Townsend and, and Damari Gray have just absolutely been breaths of fresh air so far. Uh, you know, again, early, but, but all signs so far are positive. But the thing I'm most struck by about Everton so far, and again, this is this may be about who we've played or what, you know, you can, you can give all the caveats you want, but there's a real sense that this is a greater than the sum of its parts sort of performance that we've seen so far. Uh, you've not had just the same two guys. Like we've, we've always talked about how, well, if Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin don't score, what are we going to do? And, and now we suddenly have third and fourth and fifth uh, scores and contributors potentially. And, and those types of things really matter over the course of the long season. But we needed to get off to a good start. We have. And this is incredibly encouraging. What stood off for you, Les, in terms of overall over over the first three games? You know, you know, but like Keith said, I think we're all still hesitant to dive fully in and start singing Rafael Benitez's name. But you know, you, you can't deny what he's done with the side so far has been has been positive, hasn't it? You say we're hesitant, but like I am a ten on the Rafa graph now, and this will be me, me dad, and the kids um, before the uh, the Burnley game, but in blue. So. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm fully in. For, for those who are uh, listening to the podcast, let's just have up a picture of the the Rafa Tollers, is what he called? Walk, yeah, walking outside like of the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do you know what? I think I think for the first time since Moyes, I've said this before, we've like had a few good results because it just, it seemed when he signed Gray and Townsend, it was like he looked at the team and thought, right, this is what's missing. Pace. And we, you know, we said a few years, I mean, that, that goal that Marty Gray scores, We've probably not seen a player drive forward like that. I'm thinking since Ross Barkley at Newcastle. There's probably been other occasions the players have done that, but Gray really looks like a player who just drives direct and he will shoot. You know, a lot of the time in that position, a player might cut back because the shot the shot was really good because it wasn't an easy chance that the slot past the keeper who I thought was really good all day, their keeper. Um, but yeah, I think at the start of the season, it's it's just been dead encouraging that it's it's as Keith said, it's not been overplayed. It's all it's basic stuff. It's just doing the basics right. And you will get a team to go a long way if you just do the basic stuff right. And you know, you, you can't underestimate how much of a difference getting the ball from the back to the front quickly makes. It doesn't have to be a hoof up feel, like you said before. That ball from Alan due to Damari Gray, it was brilliant. Then the commentator said he, he basically made Gray's mind up there with that ball because it was like, right, you get it, you've got to go now. And he did. 
And I just think if we, if we can keep this up, I mean, this team looks really balanced at the minute. And even today when the bench looked pretty threadbare, to bring Awobi on, you know, it was massive. And he, he played really well when he came on. Awobi's probably unlucky to get dropped to the bench, but he was the one option off the bench who like, was sort of like the big ticket player. And he made a difference. So you, you kind of think it's just little tweaks like that. And it's it feels like Benitez does know what he's doing. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I think around about this time last year, we were tipping the toffees for the title um, under, under Ancelotti. And you can get ahead of yourself. But I think even then, there was little, little pangs that we were conceding as well. To come away from Brighton, not conceding, that's massive. And to come away having scored two and getting three points, it's a huge result, that. Yeah, and we've scored two at least in every game we played so far this season. Yeah. And just just on on Grey Keith, I think what I've, I've liked about him so far is that you know when you sign a player, you have like an idea in your head of what they're going to be like. And Damari Gray for me was sort of going to be a player who is in the game in flashes. He cuts inside and shoots with his right foot and puts crosses him with his right foot. But his goal against Leeds and, and the goal that he scored today show that he's he's got a bit more to his game, hasn't he? You know, to to go on the outside of a, of a fullback and stick it in with your left foot twice in the space of two weeks is it sort of shows that he's, he's a very multi-dimensional player isn't he yeah it's handy I mean like you saw him today he switched between the wings seamlessly and he, he can he can play either side um and that's I mean that's another thing we've lacked is players that can play in a multiple of positions and offer a bit of flexibility if something's not working make a quick change on the pitch drop Richarlison left bring him out to the right and it Teams will struggle to um, to cope with it. Um, I mean, my my first impressions with, with Gray when he came when we signed him, I got strong uh, De La Feu vibes. I thought we were going to have a lot of lot of tricks and twists and no end product. Um, and we've had like next to no tricks and twists and lots of end product. So like more of that, please. Um, and he's he's rapid, isn't he? He's absolutely ridiculous off a standing start. So, yeah, pace, directness, and finishing. Let's let's have more of it. Yeah, a, mil- a million quid, Rob. It's looking like a, a good bit of business, isn't it? And I, you know, to be fair, I, I was quite downbeat about the signing. You think, oh no, you know, we're not spending much on him. You know, it's you know, his sort of career's gone a little bit off the rails, but he seems to be seizing his chance early on. Well, I I think my my general opinion was just uh, a relatively simple equation that. Uh, he was fit. He was still only 25, and he still had the the particular traits that that make Damari Gray an attractive proposition. And and really, even if he hadn't scored in these first few games, and it really just been someone who was helping knit things together a little bit, using his pace to help create chances out wide, which he's he's actually done a, a decent job of crossing the ball into the box as well. I, I I still would have said it was a bargain because it's just with the the inflated prices these days. It, it, it almost seems criminal that we got him for that much. Uh, but we've been due uh, one of these, haven't we, in terms of, of having a high-impact, low-outlay sort of signing. And again, very early, but, but I, I mean, if, if someone came – I mean, it's all theoretical. If someone came in for him today, you'd easily ask for it in double digits uh, in terms of, of what your, your, your request would be. But again, I, I think that having someone with pace is – incredibly valuable, but it's way more valuable when that player knows how to use that pace in a meaningful and constructive way in terms of the buildup. And I think that's what, what Gray has done that has, I think pleasantly surprised me. I think a lot of people just sort of 
had, had pigeonholed him maybe into, well, he's going to be a, an impact sub type that comes off, that offers a bit of pace to, you know, to, to really chase off some, some tired back lines or what have you. But he's been more than that. And the thing about scores uh, is that they are oftentimes players who just need to get on that little bit of a roll and suddenly the whole universe opens up for them. And so uh, for, for me, Gray has, has been a, a revelation so far. Again, very I, 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 I hate to kind of uh, regulate my joy at this because like even last season I said, hey, let's just don't, enjoy don't, this. Don't while regulate we're it. Let's, let's, let's just let's yeah, just like, it, yeah. yeah, like given given how we how many of us, including myself, felt about this managerial appointment. The one thing we were told was you're going to get sound fundamental football. This, you know, generally speaking, good discipline, generally speaking, uh, you know, sound overall uh, play from a defensive perspective. I don't know that you can have many complaints about those particular things. And, and Keith made a comment in our WhatsApp chat about the movement off the ball has definitely been next level compared to what it was before. But there is a, a tangible feeling uh, especially with the in-game adjustments, like when you saw Townsend come into the middle and you have Richarlison move out left, and th 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 there, there's actually a manager strategically managing the game throughout uh, and really offering up a plan, not only a plan, but then implementing it. Uh, these are things that I think we all, again, I say about Carlo, I think Carlo's plan was just to kind of show up and be Carlo and think that that was enough, which is probably enough when you have uber-talented teams. But a, but a, a side like ours needed real man management. It's getting it so far, and, and long may it continue. Les, what, what have you made of, of Gray so far? Um, you know, don't want us to call him the, the best bit of business. And you know, Seamus Coleman or best bit of business in the, the Premier League this season, but, um, you know, up there, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, spending what, what well a million quid basically, as you said, spending that on a player these days, it's it's pretty much no risk. So I think I think I said last week, um, it's two weeks' wages for Ronaldo at United. <laughs> basically, yeah, that's it, isn't it? it? But yeah, that puts it in massive perspective there. But I think I think last week uh, the commentator on the Leeds game said something um, that I think he was involved in three goals for Leverkusen, and they all came in his first three games. So it's like, you know, he could be a player who just has that immediate impact straight away and then fades away. But even if that's the case, you know, worst case scenario, he does nothing else. He has had a big impact on those first three games and got us vital points, which is worth more than a million pounds. Basically, come the end of the season, that is going to be worth more than a million pounds. So it, it was a no-brainer to sign him. I was really surprised that we did and I was made up that we did because he's always been one of those players. Was he at Birmingham? Before Leicester? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those players who you thought, he looks a decent player, he's got pace, he's aggressive, he's direct, and the sort of player that we like to see. Because, you know, this is the thing for me, another thing with Benitez is he seems to have immediately tapped into what we like to see. You know, it's not passing it along the back, you know, taking 20 minutes in a build-up. It, it, it is literally dead easy to please. Just work hard and get the ball forward quickly. And we're happy. You know, I was, I was getting off, me, off, off the couch um, watching Awobi run with the ball before, and I've not done that in so long. You know, standing up to see Alex Awobi play football, and it's he, he really has sort of tapped into that mentality. I think the fact that if you just do the basics right, you, you're decent players, you do the basics right, will be sound and get it forward quickly. That's what gets us excited, and it, it, it's working so far. You know, it, it might go tits up, it probably will because it's Everton. But as you said before, Matt, for the moment, just enjoy it. it that, was, that was a great win. It's been a good opening four games, including the cup game. Just enjoy it for now. 
yeah, and I think what was good as well, Keith. You know, we we get that goal quite close to half time, and you know, whenever Everton do that, you, you tend to think in the second half, you know, the pressure's going to come, and we're going to sit back, and we're going to be, you know, do do Everton things. And you know, Brighton had a couple of little moments. They had a free kick, which Pickford makes a, a good save from. They had, they had a lot of the ball, but it always felt like we we were in control. And, and when we got the penalty, you know, it, again it came from a, a nice bit of football. Alan again, who we'll talk about a little bit more, um, a little bit later on, but. We get the penalty, and before we talk about Richarlison and, and all of his antics around that, um, Dom, you know, despite all of that, despite the bluster around it, despite the fact he's only taken one Premier League penalty before today, just slots it away as cool as you like. Um, and I think it, it, it's good for him, isn't it, for a centre forward to be sat here, two penalties in, but free from free to start the season. I say you can't you can't beat a bit of stat padding, can you? I mean, look at Harry Kane. How many of Harry Kane's goals <laughs> come from the penalty spot? And he wins golden boots. So, I mean, you might as well just give it to Dom now, and yeah, he's pretty much nailed on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's um, like one thing I've noticed, and it, this is a massive change from last season, is uh, like if you go back through last season's performances, how many times did we come out after half time and concede within five, 10 minutes? It felt like every sort of game it was happening. And this season, it, like every single league game this season, we've come out after half time and we've been on the front foot. We've been straight at them from the off. And like you say, it was a great time to sc- like score the opener just before half time because it sort of took all the wind out of Brighton's sails. But we've been guilty too many times of like giving away an early equaliser or conceding an early goal first in the second half. Um, Southampton, I think it was inside 10 minutes, we were level. Um, today we were we were right at them from the off and then ended up getting the penalty. Um, and it leads as well. I think we got we got the, the second goal within about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes of half time. So all before the hour, weren't they? After coming yeah. out of half time, yeah. I mean it's 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 good as well. It's a great time to score because it sort of it takes the panic out. The longer the game goes at one nil, the more Everton are inclined to panic at the back and sort of fall to pieces. You get that second goal cushion with half an hour to go. It, it takes the pressure off your back four. They're not constantly worrying. They're not constantly like having to put the ball out under pressure from strikers. And yeah, it sort of it took Brighton like Brighton sort of fell right away, didn't they? They, did, they? After that second goal, there was just nothing from them. And like I know Everton sat back and countered, but when you look at the chances in that second half, I, thought, I can't think of any they had apart from the free kick. And we had three or four that we could have, we could have extended the lead with. Is anyone yeah. deeply wounded by Newcastle, though? Because I can't... Even at 2-0, and we're absolutely cruising, we were sat there watching the game, and it's still at the back of your mind. I, I've, been, I've been so mentally affected by that game. It's unreal. You're still thinking, you've done nothing, but we absolutely dominated Newcastle that game, and it's it's always there. I, I don't think I've ever been mentally scarred by a game quite like that one. It's like it's like a sort of Vietnam flashback, isn't it? You like you can hear a Deja Vu strings playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, whenever the clock gets to ninety three, you turn it up. You just your mind goes to that image of us. Uh, us being turning it up then, but um, but no, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll come to you, Rob. Dom looks very comfortable on pens, doesn't he? You know, and I think I put on Twitter that the goalie's gone the right way on both of them so far, but they've just been so accurate and so well struck that these, you know, they've got nowhere near them. Yeah, uh, the, there's this sense that when you watch him take a pen that 
like I'm almost retroactively upset that it took us this long to make him the primary <laughs> primary penalty taker. But again, the 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 role of a penalty taker at Everton has always been a, an odd odyssey of weird moments, and and we certainly had another one of those today. But um, no, they, they've they've all been. I think the best thing about them, uh, maybe it's partly aesthetics, but but I think there's a quote mentality about it he just you know once the the ref blows that whistle he just charges right up to that ball knows exactly where he's going to put it fires it as hard as he possibly can without any hesitation and that's the sort of confidence that, that you want and I think that's the other thing that it reminds me of you know we've got Calvert-Lewin on three goals uh, already and he is not I don't think anyone believes he's remotely fit right now um and, and I think that that's a bit of a microcosm for this start for Everton. When you consider the sheer casualty list that we're dealing with right now in terms of either players who are outgoing because we're about to sell them, players who are dealing with, you know, COVID recovery like Ben Godfrey, uh, and then obviously players who are dealing with Knox. Even Alex Iwobi probably didn't start today because he was carrying something. You know, Calvert-Lewin uh, has... has not been at his his very top, of course, but the fact that he has been able to kind of grit his teeth and, and get through it and still find a way to be productive from a goal scoring uh, perspective is is a good harbinger for things to come, I would think. Um, this this I, I, I joked on Twitter before that I uh, I've, I've always supported this super early international break, and uh, so uh, which you know tongue in cheek, of course. But I I I think we absolutely need players to get rested. We need obviously the window to end and, and get a better sense of what we're going to be working with for you know at least until January, but probably for the rest of the season. And and hopefully Calvert Lewin, who came off a little early there, uh, I, hopefully he can get a rest from the England squad. Uh, for this break but uh, yeah look it's 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 always encouraging to see players who are not at their best find a way and we've not had nearly enough of that over the years where it has always felt like Everton had to have every little thing go right the wind be blowing the right way the temperature outside to be just right and and, and to see them kind of work through some some adversity albeit with a schedule that's a little softer than than others around us uh, I think is is incredibly encouraging. And just on Richarlison, Les, I mean, is there anything else to say other than it was a bit of a dick move and he, he shouldn't be doing that? I don't think so. It was was stress we could have done without. Um, it's not the first time, is it, either? It's not. You know, it, it, it's the behaviour we saw from Kevin Morales and we don't want him to go down that road at all. He won't because he's obviously he's going to be an elite player. I don't think there's any doubt about that at all. But... He needs to knock that off because Calvert-Lewin's obviously the penalty taker, as, as Rob said. And I think you said yourself, it, it's, you know, for him to have three goals in three games, not play particularly well, uh, and, and two from penalty, but it's still three goals in three games. So the striker, that's absolutely massive because it, it's just a monkey off your back. Because, you know, if you get a penalty and you slot it, you're still no scoring charts. But Charleston to do that, knowing full well, the Calvert-Lewin is the penalty taker. It's, you know, it's pretty unforgivable and he, he really does need to knock that off. Uh, it, it's the only, you know, I know he likes to be the centre of attention. He's he's a natural ball number nine. He's a striker. You know, he's, he's not a winger. He's not like a wide forward. He is a striker. He's got that selfishness, which is great, but it needs to be channeled properly. And, you know, we can, we can do with less of that. Just seen a comment, sorry, from Dave Mack. He said, is it the Beard Club today? Um, the first rule of Beard Club, 
So I'll just leave, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, based based on the players, they win. Go on, Rob. Sorry, Matt. One one thing I'll say about Richardson. I mean, look, there's there's no defending uh, that that sort of behavior. I'm not going to attempt to. Uh, um, I would say that I think the slight tweak I might make on what Les said about him wanting to be the center of attention. I I think that the whole quote being the center of attention is more a byproduct of of what happens when he acts this way. But I think that. There are a certain class of goal scorers in this, you know, in this particular sport who have just a little bit of psychopath to them, uh, who are weird, uh, who have, who are surly and who are angry. But more than anything, I think that, you know, beyond Richarlison being one of those players who plays with a chip on his shoulder, I, I think that there is something very much tied to his, quote, self-esteem as a player that he feels like if he doesn't score, he has not contributed meaningfully to the game. And I think after last season where he just went through that prolonged spell of not scoring, he got off to a a good start at the beginning of the season. But I I think he just, I think that there's that little thing in his head that that some players have. I've seen this in other sports as well, where they are elite at scoring and yet uh, they believe that if they don't they they believe that 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 the the last goal they scored could could always be their last and that they have to get another one to constantly feel like they can continue to doing it again it's not an excuse because Richarlison needs to 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 be better than that uh he is better that he can be better than that certainly um but but I think that that there is just I think you sometimes kind of have to take the good with the bad and this might be one of those all is well that ends well sort of things but obviously this kind of thing can't continue. You hope, you hope now, uh, as we were talking about uh, the, the approach of Rafa Benitez to to the game and to the game plan. This is where the quote management uh, part of the game has to come in in terms of, of how he addresses this with the player. And and it's an odd time right now. We're trying to get to the end of the window with a player who is wanted, and and you've tried to kind of manage and massage all the egos involved and everything else. And so. It's not an easy thing, but but Rafa Benitez is going to obviously have to begin to address this. But hey, we get out of this two nil, and and luckily this was not the the story or the reason that we dropped points. I think the good thing for me as well is is that it didn't rumble on any longer than when Andros Townsend poked the ball from underneath his arm, and and like Coleman had a word, it was gone at that point because he ran up straight away and celebrated. This becomes a massive story and a massive issue. If all the team goes to celebrate and he's still seeing his ass because he's not taking the penalty, um, or, or if Don misses and then all of a sudden that you know it becomes a massive talking point, then yeah. doesn't it? Well, this, right. this is the thing. There's there's so many variables in the fact that he's taken the ball and said, "I want this penalty," and it's not his penalty because if Don misses, it's a story. If he takes it and he misses, it's a story. If Don scores and he doesn't celebrate, it's a story. Thankfully, Don scored. He celebrated. There's no story there. It's gone and. I think after that, you know, there was a lot of, there was two setbacks for him in that game. There was the booking and there was that pole penalty thing. And you kind of think that 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 could have affected them negatively. He's got this reputation as a bit of a sulker. who will just like sort of throw the towel in. But I think that's, that's quite unfair because I think as we saw at Southampton, he got booked. It spared him on and he had a man of the match performance game there for me. Um, and I think today as well, he never stopped getting involved even after he'd been booked, even after the penalty. He never stopped getting involved. He is a special player. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Obviously, he's got kinks in his game. Um, and, you know, he, he does, he, he wants to score goals. 
that's natural for him and that's good for a player in that position to want to be the centre of attention and to score all the goals. But, you know, that's something we've got to take with him. And, you know, I, I, thought, he, I thought he did well today and, you know, it, it's become a non-story that now. Hey, quick, Matt, Matt, a quick word. The last thing I'll say about the whole incident, a quick word of praise for Alan today. Uh, beyond just how well he played today, um, I'm trying to imagine how differently that whole incident might have played out if Allen is not on the pitch uh, because um, it, it feels in some way like you had Coleman come over to him, but I think that there is something about, uh, you know, one of your, your best friends in the squad who speaks your language, uh, displaying some leadership there, trying to de-escalate the situation that, that's incredibly important there. I think uh, I've been a critic of, of Allen's play during his Everton career, but he started the season pretty well, and uh, he was he was incredible today. He was my man of the match. Um, but but even beyond just the actual mechanics of, of his performance as a footballer today, I think his performance as, as a leader in a really critical and key moment uh, was was incredibly uh, key, and, and I, I definitely want to give him credit for that. Yeah, that, that's sort of where I was going to finish off today, Keith. I thought Alan was my man of the match today too. Uh, two good games in a row, really, but I think it, in particular today he stepped it up um, a level compared to last week and showed a side of his game that we've not really seen loads of, and that's his, his passing range. You know, the pass for Damari Gray, I think, as you mentioned earlier on, set him away, and there's a pass in the build-up to Coleman winning the penalty as well, which is which is pinpoint and, and gets him in. And he just looks a, a bit fitter, I think, doesn't he? He just looks like he can get around the pitch a bit more. Um, and it's it's good to see him and Decore sort of forming a bit of a partnership. Yeah, I mean, somebody said it in the group earlier. Um, what what the difference was today was he's not getting caught in front of the ball. All of his work is being done behind the ball. Um, and you notice a difference because when you, you see him, when he's trying to track back, um, when a midfielder goes past him, he looks like he runs like he's towing a speedboat. And it, it can just sort of, it can be a bit sort of um, painful to watch. Um, but like, like today, he was behind the ball pretty much the whole time. And he was breaking play up. And like you say, his passing, his range of passing to start moves off um, was, was very good. And he always looks, if, I think, but if you notice today, he always looks wide first. That's his first option is to spring one of the wingers. And I don't know if that's like a, a deliberate um, Benitez-led um, tactic this season is to get wide and get the try and stretch teams out because a, a lot of the time last season we were very narrow um, and it made team made it easy for teams to come and sit in behind us. They would just like bring the fullbacks in. We would have no width and they just sit in. This season we seem to be stretching defenses out and that creates spaces in behind. Um, similar with the midfield, like you saw, Gray had a big. 20, 30 yards of space to run into for his uh, his goal. Coleman had space to get in around the back of the fullback today. Um, so it seems to be it seems to be working. But yeah, he's, he he had a very good game today. It's between him and Dakure for man of the match for me. Um, Dakure is another one. Like I was hot and cold on him last season. I didn't think he was as good as a lot of people were making out. Um, obviously, he came back far too quickly from his injury because we were sort of desperate at the time. Um, but this this season he's just been imperious and like we've missed a centre midfielder that can carry the ball 20, 30 yards and bring us out of trouble and put us straight on the attack. So yeah, I mean, between them two, um, you've got uh, Bamin or Bamin or however you want to pronounce it coming back in 
Um, hopefully, hopefully gets over his little toothache. Uh, <laughs> he has. He might as well just never buy a lottery ticket that cat because he's the unluckiest fella oh going, isn't he? He just just has such a terrible time of things. Um, but hopefully this doesn't set him back too much, and we can get him in like after the international break. Um, and then you got you got three really good midfielders there, and then you got Tom Davis as well, who played very well midweek at uh, Huddersfield. Um, and dare I say it, Andre Gomez doesn't look this season like he's like necked a bottle of Malbec before he comes on the li- on the pitch. So him and Awobi were really good when they came on today, weren't they? Awobi was like <laughs> so, some, I seen somebody earlier calling Awobi the Kirkdale Kaka. <laughs> That's I mean the, the difference in him this season has been superb, and long may it continue. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think as well as you know, you sort of said it before that the managers just simplified everything and and probably for Alan and Decore playing in a midfield two, you know, a four four two setup, and one of them goes, one of them stays, you know, you, you balance them and you use your head with it. It seems to be suiting, suiting them as well because they're both really good players, they're quite well rounded players, and they're just they've got a quite a good understanding of each other's game, haven't they? Quite early on this season. Yeah, and I think you can't underestimate the whole thing of having players who are fit and, you know, working on fitness, having players who can run all game because we're not... It's been telling this season that our second-half performances have probably... Probably today may have been an exception, actually. And obviously, Huddersfield in the week because that was the whole anomaly, the whole game. But I think the first two league games, our second-half performance has probably been better than our first half, which we've not had in a long time. And you only get that if your players are fit and your players have got the fitness to run the entire game. But yeah, I, th- I think Dancy working in it, you know, I'd love to see a 4-4-2. It's, it is a very Everton formation, you know, to, to half back to the best Everton teams. Obviously, apart from the 60s, one of that three in midfield. But anyway, um, it's, it, it, you know, it's having two, two, two good midfielders. You can do a bit of everything. Two wingers who love getting the ball in and two strikers who love getting on the end of it. It is a very Everton way of playing. You know, that's how, that, that's how we were all brought up watching Everton. Um, and yeah, it is nice to see that they're forming that sort of understanding that we hoped they would last season, but it never really clicked. As Keith said, you know, Decore last season, he was good, but possibly not the player we thought he was. Same with Alan. You know, he, I think we brought him in as, as maybe a defensive midfielder. Didn't really look quite up to that. I think this season, we both look up to that sort of midfield pair and we can all do a little bit of everything. Um, and then when you throw Gabamon into the mix, you know, what we've seen from him so far. And I can, I can only imagine his phone call about that. Like, you're not going to believe this. I've got an abscess on my tooth. It's like he's, he's, he need, he, it's like he's going through every single oh, poor lad. an injury that can keep a player out. I've no doubt it hurts like fuck, but it's like, seriously, that's, you know, from everything you've been through, a tooth abscess, come on, mate. But... If you look at what he's done so far in the play, he looks from the limited amount of times we've seen him, he can slot into that position and he can do a bit of everything as well. So it's all very positive and I'm properly here for that because, you know, as I said before, enjoy it while we can. It may not last. It might do. I, I've said, you know, Benitez is going to get us the League Cup in eighth, but then I'd probably say that every season that someone's going to get us the League Cup and eighth. Um I'd be happy with that, but yeah, just enjoy this while it's you know while the team looks balanced and the team's playing well. It's uh, it's all good so far. 
yeah, great message of thing to finish off on there. At the start of a bank holiday weekend as well. What more? What more could you want? Uh, cheers to all the lads for joining me, uh, Rob, Keith, and Les. Just going to wrap through some comments before we finish off today. Uh, Steve Hill saying, who needs Ronaldo when we've got a Wobi? Uh, resonates, I'm guessing that, that means, saying, ball's being passed forward from midfield about time. We look good today and another away win, superb. Uh, Adam Sutton, the power-washing prince, said, how good-looking is Rob Vera? Uh, care to comment on that, Rob? Uh, I don't really know how to respond to that. I think that's probably <laughs> just because Adam Sutton is by miles the hunkiest dude on the blue room with his never-ending hair. Uh, but uh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Dave Mack said, Townsend's diving block of attempt to cross in the final term was a joy to behold. Playing to the end with full commitment. Yeah, he, he ran himself into the ground today. And uh, last one from Andrew Birchall saying, we look much better drilled. Every player is putting in a shift. I think great credit has to go to Rafa for addressing the basic issues we have seen over the last few seasons. But uh, yeah, wonderful stuff. Uh, enjoy your bank holiday weekend. Enjoy 16 days off before our next game now when hopefully we'll back, be back at Goodison and we'll smash Burnley all over the place. But like I said, cheers to Rob, cheers to Keith, cheers to Les. That's been the Blue Room post-match reaction. We'll speak to it again soon. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home auto and other vehicles. Any sports fan knows defense wins championships. Your championship is your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your best defense is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive. Which is like having a goalie, a 7-foot shot-blocking specialist, and a linebacker all wrapped into one. Which, to circle back, means you're going to win the championship. Because... You know, defense. Forced Metaphors. Presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.